Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of In The Stands. I'm Tana Martin, I'm here with Jack Kelly. How are you, bro? Mate, footy's on. That's all I want, you know. It's better than Christmas, better than birthdays, better than Easter, better than anything, man. Just footy's back, so exceptional. Yeah, loving it. How'd you, how'd you feel there around one? Um, well, the fact that the Storm came away with a win in a game that um, we kind of struggled for the first 60 minutes or so, um, I think is just really good showed out like we just have that clutch gene got that dog in us unlike Mitchell Moses um but yeah just really happy the boys got the job done as did the boys in the the fantasy squad they did pretty well as well so yeah how about you how are you feeling after round one yeah I'm feeling pretty good uh obviously quite embarrassed that the Dolphins beat the Roosters no I've been I've been bagging them out all preseason and they went and did that so don't sleep, man. No, I, I still believe that they're going to lose every single game uh, for the rest of the season. But at the end of the day, just just happy the Warriors got the win against the Knights. So we so actually yeah, have a bet. We have a hundred dollar yeah. bet that um, if the Dolphins finish thirteenth or higher, I, I get it, and if they finish fourteenth or lower, then he he gets it. <laughs> I said to Jack that I think the Dolphins will finish closer to the spoon than the top eight. So, yeah, on the weekend, we, we shook on it, 100 bucks. Jack yeah. wanted to go lower. I said, no, mate, put your money where your mouth is. So, it's 100. So, we'll see how that goes. Easiest but, money um, I've made in my life. How'd your fantasy team go, Jack? I know you're keen to tell everyone. Yeah, I'm really excited to tell everyone. So, um,. <laughs> For everyone that really cares, I had a score of 861, which is mo- most likely better than news. Um, I have an overall <laughs> rank of 1,778. And um, for this exceptional round one rank, where it's only going to finish higher, in the year 1778, the Amer- during the American Revolution, <laughs> King Louis Vuitton of France declared war on the Kingdom of Great Britain. So, yeah, I thought that was just a fun fact for everyone. And yeah, so I'm quite happy with my um, team. Yeah, you can tell Jack's never been in the top 2,000 before. He's very happy. Um, <laughs> well, how about you? Where are you? Didn't, yeah, you know, didn't have the best the best week. Obviously, Dewey clutched up, which was just, it just made my week. Um, yeah, 4,419th. So I'm actually, I'm in the future. Yeah. You know, hopefully, hopefully I can drop down a bit Yeah. You know, this week. Things might finally go right for me, but at the moment, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit behind Jack, which is a bit embarrassing. I mean, no, the goal's Nazareth one. at the end of the day, isn't it? You know, we all want to get that <laughs> number one spot. Um, so, but yeah, I think ev- everyone, at, everyone at the Rocky Sports Club um, heard how much we love Adam Dewey, oh. and I think everyone at the Rocky Sports Club will be putting Adam Dewey in their teams this week. So, um, Yeah, they'd be silly not to after the carry-on that they heard. So, yeah. yeah, it was just good to watch when he, when he scored. But anyway, let's get into Teamless Tuesday and talk about all things fantasy relevant regarding the teams for this week. After that, we'll do buy, holds, and sells for the week. And yeah, just everything everything you need to go, know going into round two. So start us off, Jack. We got the Panthers versus the Rabbitohs on Thursday. What do you reckon about their teams? Um, we'll start with the Panthers. Well, not much. I don't think anything changes really with the teams. But 
fantasy wise, um, Sonny Luke still gets that bench spot, and hopefully this week he gets some more minutes because the Panthers looked a much better side with him on. Um, obviously, Mitch Kenny gets through that work in the first 20, 30 minutes, but I think um, Sonny Luke should come on much earlier. And um, obviously, Sonny Luke's score was inflated by a try in 39, but like, if he could score that 40 off the bench every week, a bit like Coruscant or like an off-brand Coruscant from last year, um, big cash rises there. Um, as long as he can keep Tyrone Peachy out of the team and yeah um mitch kenny still didn't look too bad which we kind of said that he was going to be a dud but um yeah i reckon he'll lose no, I, to Sonny. I did um and yeah, I, i'm still on that because guess what <laughs> round one doesn't mean too much at the end of the day um you know you just got to be patient and not stress so um yeah, yeah. looking at the rabbitos team looks Pretty unchanged apart from Daniel Fafita comes in to the forward pack and also Michael Cheekam is on its second row for the injured Jai Arrow and Tavita Totola. So, yeah, wouldn't wouldn't go crazy with those two just because they're in the starting team, wouldn't, wouldn't trade them in. The other two look to be coming back from injury in the next couple of weeks. But, yeah, to anyone who did have Tavita Totola, yeah, that... Feels pretty bad. I did say that he was gonna be he was gonna be good. Average around that fifties, get a bigger role and yeah, he injured himself straight up. Well, at least you're gonna get him at a discounted price now, like fifty K discount if you wanna bring Very him in true. after. Um but yeah, first yeah. tackle. Got that one point for the hit up and then um yeah, went off, unfortunately. But yeah. Ran ten meters and called it a day. Yeah. Alright, next game. We have the Eels versus the Sharks. The Eels have brought in Sean Russell on the wing, who people were talking about in the preseason, so he has that role now. Josh Hodgson at nine, who went pretty good last week. He went very well in the in the first half. Dropped a little in the second half, didn't quite back it up, even though he did set up that try on Cameron Munster. Good defence from the old boys there, Jack. Hard to defend with nine fingers. Then you got Bryce Cartwright and Dory in the second rows, which was very interesting to see Bryce Cartwright score very high in round one, whereas Dory was a little bit disappointing. But, yeah, definitely just hold hold Dory because he'll, he'll have that spot for a while. We'll talk about what we think about Bryce Cartwright later after that big performance. But what about the Sharks, Jack? Um, well, still no Nico Hines. So um, if you brought in Tricky Trindle, um, he gets another week at halfback. Even though his score wasn't great, um, he did have like eight missed tackles. Oh, sorry. No, no, he didn't. That was Tig Wilton, which I had Tig Wilton. And he still had 45 with a bunch of negatives in there. So I was pretty happy with that. Um, but yeah. Not much to really talk about there. Um, if you have Tricky Trindle, just hold him until Nico's back. And yeah, no real sells or buys or holds here. It's just, just yeah, more holds, I guess. All right, the second game on Friday. We've got the Broncos and the Cowboys, the Queensland derby. Reese Walsh is back, which is great to see. 
Um, would have loved for him to have been in round one because I would have started with him. Bit awkward that he come in round two. So, don't think many people will have him. Um, but yeah, pretty unchanged from them as well. If I'm not wrong, it was raining last week, eh, in the Panthers Broncos game. Yeah, it was. So, like, for a player like Katoni, who relies on attacking footy, like, it was going to be a defensive game in the wet. So, his score of 26 isn't terrible, all things considered. And I feel like on a um, a fast track at Suncorp this Friday night, um, he'll be up for a score of 40 to 50. I reckon he'll be up for it. So Yeah, 100%. And then um, looking at the Cowboys, we got Ruben Cotter. Um, if you started with him, like me, you would have been very happy with his 60 and 67 minutes. Um, didn't make, uh, made a bit of money there, which is, you know, he'll keep building up on that and hopefully get over 800k. And then Val Holmes was solid. Um, we probably want to see a bit more from him, especially against a Raiders team that isn't too great. I thought the Cowboys would have dominated that, especially after their first half, but, um, you know, yeah, the Raiders kind of did the opposite of what they usually do. They're usually down, so they're usually up by a heap and then, you know, choke. But, you know, they almost came back and won if it wasn't for Giga Chad. So, um, but Val What Holmes, about What I about think, the ice in the veins from, from Chad? Mate, I'm, I'm waiting for the vlog to come out. Oh. <laughs> I heard he actually it. had the GoPro on his jersey, so he filmed that. <laughs> um, for all the... Yeah, we've got a camera set up. Yeah. And then would have light skinned stared down after. <laughs> um, so hot. But um, yeah, all the 12 year olds that had Jeremiah and Nanai in their team, um, you know, I told you so. Paul score a 20. Um, you know, wait for him to score a hat trick again if you want him to make some money. Um, Roosters, Warriors, Tana. Um, let's talk, talk about the Chookies. Yeah, look, the Roosters did me dirty. Last week, losing to the Dolphins. I couldn't believe it, to be honest. I had Suwali'i. He got a try, but still somehow... Only 30. Only 30 points, which was really disappointing. I was yeah, devastated Smith. because I yeah, traded out Hammer. I traded out Hammer on Thursday, Arvo, for Suwali'i. And then, uh, you know, hammer time baby fins up. But, uh, yeah, I kind of regret that now. should have just stuck with what I've been saying all preseason and not catted it and switched last minute. So that's what you get for not backing yourself. Trust me, Jack. He will not score like that again this year. Exactly. He's only going to go higher. Oh, my God. Anyway, Brandon Smith at the hooker role. Lots of people seem to be trading him out. Yeah, but we'll talk about what we want to do with him after this. Um, for the Warriors, they are unchanged from the team that absolutely dominated the Knights last week. We're unlucky to only win by eight, to be honest. But yeah, I think I think hey, the streakers kind of held you back, killed your momentum. Hey, if you, if you talk to Caelan Ponga, he didn't do anything in the first 70 minutes, but if he wasn't sent off for that HIA, he probably would have scored two tries and won them in the game. Oh, yeah. Where he carried on. Mm. Um, sp speaking of Tohu Harris, uh, I apologize to everyone <laughs> that I told not to bring him in. But as I have said, it's only round one. And, you know, 
Lachlan Elias looks like the best halfback in the NRL. So, um, honestly, I feel like just be patient with Tohu. He's definitely not a buy now. Um, if you did um, buy him at the start of the year, well done. And um, just wait for his 40s to kick in. Um, Jackson Ford, um, very, very good option. He... He's going to make a fair bit of money. He's got that mid-duel as well. Um, hit that 44 with very good base stats, and I think we'll see very similar this week. So Yeah, yeah. so oh. break-even break of 10 with Jackson Ford. So hey, if he if he hits around that 40 mark, he's getting 80 minutes. There is a lot, a lot of points for him, a lot of money for him to make, sorry. So yeah. yeah, definitely see him around like the 550 mark. He's got 200K in him, I think. Yeah, uh, he's not a Ford Mustang, you know, he's a Ford Ranger, gets through a ton of work, so, you know, a bit of hard Just gets there. the job done. Yeah, exactly. Ultimate, a to B. Ultimate family car that you can, you know, <laughs> go anywhere and just yeah, reliable, like Mr. Reliable. All Anyone right. else fantasy relevant in this game? Um, Not Mitch Barnett. No. He did get fifty-seven points, but I know him and Tohu, man, the two the two guys we put in the stands. You know, they oh, no, they kind of crept out of like the the back seat of the stadium. They've crept up closer to the the field. You know, they're they're pretty much on the sideline now, but um, yeah, still in the stands. <laughs> All right, next game we have oh your boys the Dolphins yeah, versus baby. the Raiders. So, yeah, what, talk about the Dolphins, Jack, since you love them so much. Um, well, Zach Katoa, he has a score of 11. Um, didn't really reflect his on-field performance because um, I, I actually thought he played pretty well considering he got bashed like um, that end of the first half when he stayed, like he was down, like thought that was broken rib, gone. Came back on like first or second set of the second half, runs it to the line, gets hit late, but sets up a try. And that's the confidence you want to see from an 18-year-old. And I think against this Raiders team, we might see him actually get some relevant fantasy scoring. Um, how about the Raiders, Tana? Um, Yeah, not much doing with the Raiders. Uh, you got Harley Smith-Shields there, who was a bit disappointing, but definitely not someone you should look at selling. Just keep him there and... Have a look at him still if you do have him. Danny Levi, uh, he did not do the best. Tom Starling came on and got 57 points, I believe, and took a lot of his minutes. So, yeah, hopefully he didn't pick up Danny Levi for round one just because he was starting hooker. But, yeah, looks pretty unchanged from... From the Raiders there, just Albert Hopawate on the wing for Jordan Rapner, who, unsurprisingly, got suspended again. Yeah, um, all preseason he'd been trying to do it, and, you know, he finally got the job done, so well done, Rapona. Um, <laughs> on to the game of the week, um, Storm vs Bulldogs. It is the game we of the week, I reckon this will be very close. <laughs> it's going to be a blowout. Um, Pam Munster's... <laughs> Cam Munster's, you know, that performance is up there with like Sam Burgess's injury in the grand final, you know, and then um, what's his name from the Rabbitohs back in the 70s who played with hey, a broken jaw. Um, I think it's almost tough up because, you know, his bone was out of his finger. Oh, Sam Burgess like broke his cheekbone in the first carry of the game and then played the whole thing. Cam Munster yeah. hurt his 
little finger at Man, half time. Monster hurt his ring finger, first of all, which is one of your more significant fingers. <laughs> no, that's the most irrelevant finger. No. Nah. You do not pass with your ring finger. And you he pass also, bone sticking out, risking amputation. He could have lost his finger, you know? How is he, how is he, <laughs> you know, how is he going to put a ring on that when he doesn't have a ring finger? Yeah. Um, and then clutched up with the with the magic ball, you know, psyched out the eels, even psyched out the cameraman to set up that try in the second half. Just absolute tough oh, performance. Oh, that was nice. That was nice. I it was so that. silky. And um, Tyron Wishart is not going to be able to replicate that. Um, at 231k, he is not a buy. He's not an option. So just yeah, just don't don't bring him in. Don't touch Wishart. We've seen it all before. He's yeah, don't touch him. Um, Xavier Coates has still been named despite being injured. Um, he scored twenty seven, and which wasn't terrible considering how like how bad that shoulder was looking in the second half. But um, in in a low scoring game, it's not terrible in base. Um, he could you know some wingers would easily score like fifteen, sixteen. So for him and Warbrick to get close to thirty and just base is um, quite promising. Um, yeah. Josh King, very interesting. He scored 77, but he also made over 50 tackles. And I feel like that's something that we're not going to see on a week-to-week basis. Um, all the forwards in that Storm Power game, it was a game played through the middle. And I just don't see that it's going to happen too often. Um, even though he's got a break-even of seven, I still don't think he's someone that you necessarily bring in now because Tarek Sims is going to be back in soon. Um I think there's more money to be made on someone like Trent Liero or Ellie Katoa. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, that's that's all I've got with the Storm. With the Bulldogs, pretty looks pretty similar to last week. Matt Burton obviously had a shocker kicking out on the full and then Kikau also kicking out on the full. I don't know why he gave the ball to Kikau on last, but he did. <laughs> it almost looked like a set play until Kikau kick the ball and then you realize it probably wasn't because he can't kick sutton got 47 points which was pretty good i didn't expect that from him so keep an eye on him if you have him definitely hold him yeah see what his role looks like in the next couple of weeks reed marnie we put him in the stands he scored a try and absolutely killed it he got 71 points Jack. Yeah, look. And Tohu Harris got seventy, and we both we put them both in the stands. Yeah, but you look at Reed Marnie, fifty-one tackles. You know, um, he had some good kick meters. You know, scored a try, got a line break assist. Like, look, this is this is like all his attacking stats for the season in the one game. He'll make probably like thirty yeah. tackles next week. Um. And he'll have a fair few missed tackles because of Nelson's big tree trunks. Um, Paul Alamotti <laughs> scored 17. Um, look, he's just someone that you hold. Maybe don't start him this week. If you have someone like Tommy Talau, I'd, I'd start Tommy Talau instead, given that the dogs are going to get absolutely punished by the storm. Um, so and <laughs> so, don't expect anything big from him this week, but just, yeah, just keep him there. He'll be good for cover, and he's only going to get better with every game. All right, on the Tigers' nights, at Leichhardt Oval again, which is quite interesting given um, what happened at Leichhardt last year during the high school footy. Um, so they must have had some renovations on the off-season to keep getting some games there. So, yeah, um, Dewey's, home, Dewey's home ground. 
How good was he last week? Unbelievable. Um, you know, no surprise, of course. No, it wasn't. I was actually surprised he didn't score more, to be honest. Part of me is disappointed, to be honest. Yeah, I was but expecting a 70 to 80, but, you know. We'll see if he can Tigers make up for were it quite this poor. week. Yeah. But, yeah, I do see a big score coming for Dewey this week. Yeah, 100%. Uh, the Tigers have their cheap centre pairings of Talao and Naden. If you did have Naden last week, congrats. You got 50 points. That was very nice and unexpected. If you don't have Naden, definitely don't bring him in after that. Don't go chasing his points from last week. And, yeah, same with Tommy Talao. Just hold him. He's good coverage. Don't have to play him. But if you do, he's, he's going to get that 20 to 30 every week. So not nothing too good but you know he lets you ha- have someone that's starting so you can put all your money into other positions so i reckon keep him stefano he was a little disappointing last week you know he he got the minutes like that wasn't the problem but he scored 32 points so if you have him i also think hold don't sell him too quickly just yet he still has money to make. His break-even is only 24, so still has some money. Um, David Clemmer was very good. Sean Bloor's been named despite um, people thought he was injured, so that's good for people who have him. I do expect a much bigger score from him this week. But yeah, Jack, what about the Knights? Um, well, you know, Adam Elliott, we were quite high on him, but he got... Benched, unfortunately, so um, definitely wasn't a buy. And now he's got a groin injury, so um, you know, goes from bad to worse. There, um, only scored twenty nine, but hopefully he can come back and somehow get a starting role throughout the year. Um, maybe it's better, a blessing in disguise. He'll lose some money and then come back and just dominate later. But um, who knows with the Knights? Um, Lockie Miller, great, great start. That's what we want to see. Um, it's great base stats, run his tackle breaks. Miller time. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no no surprise there. Um, against the Tigers, could do well as well. Um, you know, playing two poor teams in a row though, so you never know. Um, but yeah, he should make some money with his break-even of 21. Um, so on the Dragons, Titans, last game, Sunday Arvo. So um, absolute bludgefest on the Sunday. Yeah, two, I was just about to say that. Wow. Two really boring games. Yeah, like Dewey's the only person I really want to watch in these last two games on Sunday. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, what what do you reckon about this last game, Jack? Um, well, you know, they had the they had the week off Dragons, so maybe they're a bit fresh. Um, one of my favorite players, Ben Hunt's playing, even though he's like not fantasy relevant. But um, keen to see how he goes carrying this Dragons team again. Um, Jack Bird's been named at lock, and Very nice. I reckon he's probably the best center in fantasy now, um, given that he's got that lock role. 607k, a um, bit expensive, but if you've got that money there, look, Jack Bird, he'll be a keeper center for the rest of the year, and he's already got his buy out of the way. So, um, yeah, definitely a good option, Jack Bird. Um, Tyrell Sloan's been named at fullback, despite his poor preseason, and he could definitely be a pretty decent cash cow. Um, someone you might bring in when you have no one playing that week like if you have a three roosters players on by he's someone you can just 
stick in there and hope he scores like 30. Murdoch Masilla's starting on the edge, 250k. Um, yes. He's got that mid... I think he's mid-edge jewel. Oh, no, he's he's only got mid, actually. But No, yeah. he's only mid. But that's still fine because there's not lot, there's not many good mid-cash cows that are bottom-priced. So, um, yeah, I actually had him last week and used him to loop Cartwright. Um, and I reckon Murdoch Masilla might actually play pretty well on the edge, especially against this Titans team. And then Umbai... Um, don't buy him. I know he's 300k and he's starting at hooker, but look, he's got that center winger fullback duel and he'll probably play not many minutes at hooker. He won't score well and then Jacob Little will come on and then make all the tackles and do all the work. So don't buy him, buy. Just don't do it. Um, how about Titans, Tarnot? Um, Yeah, you got Cam Pereira who had a very disappointing game. He got zero. So, yeah, with him, I just... If you bought him, if you had him in round one, you're probably really regretting it, thinking like, why, why did I do that? Probably just because he was bottom dollar, and you just wanted to free up some cash somewhere. But yeah, Camfrere, very disappointing. Um, Tino was also didn't have the best game. You know, he he got the minutes that he he always gets and the minutes he needed to produce big scores, but. 29 he ended up with so yeah not good for tino joe stimson slots into that second row role again for the injured bo fermor for feeder he had a good game and yeah not too much really to talk about with the titans um tanner boy just hold him there he got 39 was it jack 37 39 i think it was 37 which yeah, is right. it's, so, it's not bad. It's still above his break even, I think. So he made money. Yeah, he made money. So just just hold him there. Let him make some money on your bench. Yeah. But yeah, that seems to be it for Teamless Tuesday. Yep. All right, moving on, Jack. We have our buy, hold, and sell. So we'll go. Firstly, we'll go to to the sell. Who, yeah. from round one, would you be trading out of your team? Um, I'm going to trade out Luke Garner if you have him in your team. Um, I'm not big on, you know, making moves round one, but he is definitely someone that I would look at getting out of my team. He looked quite poor. Um, he actually got hooked pretty early um, for Jamin Salmon, and then Ivan Cleary also gave him a pretty bad spray. And... um. Zach Hosking's there waiting to take his spot. You know, one or two bad games from Garner, and he's gone. Lost 10K. Um, you know, he just did not look good on that edge. Looked looked a bit out of place. So, um, he's definitely someone that you could downgrade. If you don't have an Eli Katoa, you could definitely downgrade him to uh, Trent Liero or uh, Jackson Ford, or even if you want to go bottom dollar and trade him out to Murdoch Masilla and bank that 200K. And then if you want to look at upgrading one of your centers to Jack Bird or doing something quirky like that, um, yeah, definitely a lot of moves you can make by getting Garner out of your team. And I'd probably do it now before he starts losing more money, um, especially against a tough Rabbitohs team this week. You know, could easily get benched again. So, um, yeah. Definitely someone I would look to get out of my team. But, yeah, how about you, Tyler? Who are, 
Who do you have as a solo um, this week? I've got I've got two. Um, first I've got Tino, seven hundred thirty nine k. Obviously, I'm also not big on trading out round one, but his break even is now sixty nine points. And then you've got someone like Cotter who is seven hundred fifty two k. So literally thirteen k more expensive. His break even's forty six. So I just think Tino is just going to lose money. So I reckon get him get him out. Like it's not it's not a waste of a trade if it's for money reason. So get Cotter. Cotter's gonna make more money, probably produce higher scores every single week. So yeah, I reckon get Tino out. And my other one was pretty interesting. Um Khan Pereira. He is in my team. He's the only person I'm trading out this week. The reason for that is because his break-even is now 34. And the whole point of having cashies is for them to make money. And he's not going to go over 34, I don't believe. Like, he, he's going to have a game probably somewhere down the track where he scores two or three tries, probably goes into the 40s, maybe the 50s, but... Like, in the next couple of weeks, his break-even is just going to go up so much and his price is just going to stay at bottom dollar. Whereas people like Bryce Cartwright or Murdoch Masilla, their prices are just going to go up. So, look, if you don't want to trade out Khan Pereira, then just expect it to have him in your emergencies all year. But my advice would to be trade him out now while... Murdoch Basile is only 30k more expensive or while Bryce Cartwright's only 70, 80k more expensive because the longer you wait to trade someone like him out, like the more you're going to have to spend to bridge up to someone else, you know what I mean? So yeah, I reckon get rid of him right now. So yeah, how about holds? Who, who are you going to hold on to this week? Uh, uh, my hold is Brandon Smith. Um, 2.91% of people have traded him out this week so far. I don't see why. He had one average game. You know, he went off for a HIA. The Roosters got absolutely dominated. He's, he's an attacking player, and Roosters literally had no ball in the other half. So I just think he's a definite hold. He's, he's dual position. He's a really good player. He's the New Zealand hooker, so he's not just... Some random, like, he's one of the best hookers in the comp, so I have no idea why you would trade him out based off one week. So, yeah, hold Brandon Smith. He's he's going to get better, and, yeah, it's just waste of a trade to get him out after one game. Yep, I agree. Right, who, who do you have? Um, I'd be holding on to Matt Burton if you have him. A lot of people were stressed over a score of 16, but Bulldogs looked very poor against Manly, and I think that's the poorest we'll see him all year. Um, you look at Burton, he had six missed tackles and four errors, so um, I don't even... I, I'm not smart enough to calculate how much that is in negatives, to be honest. But um, that, that'd be close to 20, you'd think. 20 in negatives? Yep. Didn't ha- didn't Wait, have what, his usual kick meters. It? Four errors, that? six missed tackles. Yeah, sixteen. No, I don't know. Yeah, sixteen. <laughs> he 16. only had 
<laughs> he had 260 kick meters, which is way lower than what he usually had. Um, most of it because he was kicking out in the fall or letting kick out take it on last tackle. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I'd definitely be holding on to Burton. Um, do not panic. I know they play the Storm this week, and he might not score greatest this week either. But you look at his draw after this; they got Tigers, Warriors. Um, so yeah, definitely we'll see some uplift. And then there's a t- tough stretch of four games and then they play tigers sorry not the tigers um dragons raiders warriors titans before their bye so he does have a pretty good draw after this week so definitely holding holding on to burton and it really just depends on how poor the bulldogs are i think they'll hopefully bounce back not just not hopefully bounce back against the storm obviously but you know he has a bounce back and they don't look as terrible as what they did yeah i agree i think if you have Burton in your team, not many people will be looking for Burton as a bridge up to Nathan, uh, Nathan Cleary or Nico Hines. So you put him in there to keep him. So I don't know why 2.2% of people have traded him out after one bad score. So, I mean, un- unless you have the money to trade him to, to Dewey, then, yeah, just, just keep him because, like, he's a good player. He'll make that money back and you'll have some really good scores. So just give him time. Yeah, 100%. All right, moving on to our Invest Blues investment of the week. Jack, who do you think is the number one buy after round one? Jermaine Hopgood. Um, so, obviously, he's in 43% of teams already, and he should be in another 57% of teams um, because he has a minus one break even. We saw that he got through a ton of work in round one, which is what we expected. We didn't expect it to be that high. We were hoping for, like, high 40s, maybe even 50s, and he dropped an 82 bomb on our heads. It was just everywhere, involved in everything. Um, just a bunch of ticker. Has a minus one break even, and he's currently at 500k. And you know we we can expect him to peak around you know 700k plus. And his his ceilings through the roof. Um, the only risk with him is really whether Madison takes his spot. But given how well Hopgood played last week, I think there's I would not stress about that at all. So yeah, Hopgood is the number one investment this week. Um, I know it's a pretty basic pick, but he is just you know he is should be in every team. Yeah, definitely agree. If you don't have him, get him in. Yeah. All right. Who is your right. Invest Blue investment of the week? My Invest Blue investment of the week is Bryce Cartwright. Uh, obviously, he scored 57 last week, but the main reason for it is because his break even has now dropped to negative nine. So, with Sean Lane expecting to be back in round five, if Cartwright can average just 40 points for the next three rounds while he still has that spot. His price will go up to around 460k. So that's 160k you're making. So I definitely think bring him in. If you have the money, like from Camperero, that's how I how I got him in. I just trade out Camperero for him. But yeah, any way you can, get him in because he's going to make 150, 200k. You know, if he, if he keeps putting up 57s, he's going to go to 550 by the time Sean Lane comes in. So there's just a lot of money to be made with him. Break even a negative nine, you'd be you'd be losing if if you didn't bring him in this week. Alright, so 
Some of the most popular options that are being bought in this week are Lachlan Elias, 4.77% of people, Josh King, 2.73%, Asako, 2.34%, and Lamelu, 2.02%. So, Jack, what do you think about those players being brought into teams? Um, I think you're chasing points there. Um, typical round one, we see it every year. There's a player that scores really well round one, and then we don't see them replicate that for the rest of the year. Um, Ilias had a breakout game, um, and I think that will be one of the best games of his career. Um, we're talking career <laughs> here. Like not not hating on Ilias, but like you know, this is the game where you know we see him come out as a gun player but fantasy wise like look he had a try a try saver try assist a line break two line break assists like all those attacking stats are just ridiculous like i just don't think we'll see that on a week-to-week basis especially against penrith this week um yeah definitely not someone that i would look to bring in this week obviously i kind of have a three-week rule um if Ilias continues to score you know 45 50 plus over the first three weeks considering south's tough draw then maybe he's someone you bring in but um yeah i would not chase points after round one um hammer as well look if you had the hammer to start great choice obviously you listen to me and i wish i listened to myself but you're also like kind of chasing points there as well um, not as crazy attacking stats, but he did have a try and a try assist and a line break assist. But he did get those run meters that we were kind of hoping for. He did actually get through a fair bit of work in a very physical game. Um, and at 400k, he's not a bad option. But honestly, I would not just be I would not be using trades around one um, unless you have injuries such as like Munster or like if if you were one of the people that summer had Radley, who's I think he's injured this week as well. Same yep. with Josh King. And, you know, we can say the same for the other boys. They're all, they all scored really well round one and give them first three rounds. And if they can consistently put up those decent points, then there's someone you should bring in. And I know you might miss out on some money, but you also could be losing money if they dud out and go back to their normal selves. So, yeah, just, I would not be chasing points. And in the same instance, I would not be panicking on players like Brandon Smith and Burton. Um, like just be patient. You know, it's a twenty-seven week season, isn't it? This year, yeah. Um, you know, you, you don't you don't win in round one. Rome wasn't built in a day, so um, yeah. Yeah, definitely agree. Don't chase last week's points just because average players put up really high scores. Um, the only reason I'd be trading in this week. Is if players have just insane break evens like Cartwright's is negative nine, or if yeah trade someone out if they're injured or you don't believe they're going to make any more money. So yeah, steer clear of Ilias, Josh King, and Asako and Lamelo and stuff like that because yeah, I don't think they'll be able to replicate that ever again for the season. Yeah. All right. Lastly. Real quick, we have our same game multis of the week. Usually we would have someone join us on the episode to quickly give us theirs, but since this is our first time doing it, Jack and I will just do it for this week. Uh, we do have a special guest for it next week. But anyway, Jack, what is your same game multi of the week? Um, pretty safe one here. Sharks plus 13. Oh, sorry, this is the Sharks power game. 
Um, so I've got Sharks plus 13.5, over 28.5 total match points, and Ronaldo Mortalo to score a try. Pays $3.40, you know, um, I think that's fairly safe. Um, obviously, the Ronaldo try can let you down, but three-leg same-game multis, one-leg fouls, and you get your bonus bet back. So I think the upside is just there. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be putting some decent cash on that. Uh, I've got a little bit riskier. Three-leg multi. It's the Roosters and the Warriors game. I've got New Zealand with 13.5 start. I've got Brandon Smith and Adam Pompey to score. So I don't think New Zealand Warriors will get within 13.5 of the Roosters. I think it'll be a bit closer than that. I definitely see Brandon Smith bouncing back and scoring a try. And yeah, Adam Pompey, like, he loves a try too, so I reckon he will go over as well. So $21.50 for that one. You know, if you think of it this way, in 21 and a half games, they're bound to do that once. You know what I mean? What? So, you, so like, it's 21 and a half odds. So if you bet on it every week, it's like bound to get right more than that amount of times. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't lose money. All right. Thank you for listening. This episode of In the Stands. <laughs> hopefully, you got some good advice from that episode. Um, hopefully, you went well in round one. Good luck for round two. Make sure you are wise with your trades this week. And yeah, thank you for thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks, guys.